going into tablets and fucking changing settings and shit (laughs) smart tvs and you know putting what they want and shit it's nuts dude it really is crazy how the technology has just kind of evolved humanity into like for instance my daughter they give her fucking coding classes in fucking public school in in third grade you know she's doing like basic coding stuff and that's insane because at her age, I was fucking playing Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the only thing I used the PC for was that. And what was it? Number Munchers? I and, think it was the other oh, one. Oh, and Carmen Sandiego. Oh, dude, Carmen Sandiego. Yeah, so yeah. it definitely – I was trying to not die of some illness and I was trying to make it over <laughs> that fucking creek, dude. Every time – it would dude, flood I, and my fucking, you know, my horses would die. So, yeah, the part where it's like you're going up the river, I've only seen that once. Where <laughs> it's like, it's like a, it's a quick thing where you have to do, you have to move the arrow so you don't hit the rock on the way up. Yes. Or, yeah, like I've only seen that once. And no. It wasn't me playing it, it, it was it, somebody else playing it. It, yeah. it was, it was difficult. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was very stressful at my age. So yeah, I'm a little never, kid, just like, no, don't die on me, man. I've never seen fucking Oregon, dude. I've never once seen it. Like, oh, I've man. Only, like, the Oregon Trail. <sighs> Yo, they should bring that shit back in a legit, like, fucking MMO or something. You know, that'd be dope. Yeah, I think they have, like, a board game. Everybody everybody, just try to make it to th- through the Oregon <laughs> Trail, man. Yeah, yeah, man, don't don't get the dysentery, right? That's the big one. And then, yes, it's dysentery. And then you always one. wasted all your money going hunting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was the best part. It's like, listen, I got to get some bison meat. And then like, oh, no, you're carrying too much bison meat, you know? <laughs> yeah, so you would like, kill a bison or two and then just kill some like rabbit and some deer and shit you know, <laughs> just to balance it out. And then you would, yeah, you're right. You would have too much meat, and then you would get sick that way because you had too much meat. Yeah, be, because the that. meat would spoil. Yeah. So the meat would spoil because you have too much of it. So you got to throw all this fucking meat, and, and you got to go hunting again, right? Because you need food. So yeah, it's a vicious cycle, and then and then you die. Yeah, I don't think I've <laughs> I don't think I've know anyone who who's seen the organ. No, who's, fucking, who's made it all the way to Oregon? That's a myth they tell them to just kind of like <laughs> you know travel westward, see what's see what's out there, guys. Yeah, and, and they give you a myth of the Oregon Trail. You know, yeah, it's like no, what's over there in Oregon? It's like oh, we don't know. You know, there is no Oregon. Yeah, that's fucking. Imagine though, <laughs> Weird, right? Oregon doesn't exist. It it's doesn't exist. It's just it's just a myth. It's a dream, dude. Yo, weird. Fucking Portland and shit. <laughs> Portland. <laughs> so welcome, folks, to uh, episode uh, 21 of The Morgue, the official Corpse Feed podcast. And with me, as always and forever, will be uh, Nick Valdez, the text, what's up? Howdy, everybody. <laughs> He's a producer extraordinaire. And myself, Arturo Padilla, the, the guy behind the face. Welcome, guys. 
to uh to this episode of the morgue uh, where we're gonna just start off with a, a quick little uh talk about uh, this terrible movie i saw the other day uh, uh called the turning uh mm-hmm. yeah um but question Mackenzie davis she was in the, is that the one from terminator yeah she's the okay. the cyborg lady okay i yeah. thought so i was like yo she looks familiar but uh she was actually really good um it, well good yeah because like she was good in terminator it's just like she was underserved yeah she yeah. was definitely the emotional anchor in in the whole entire movie so mm-hmm. it's like um she's a nanny right and she gets hired to take on uh to kind of raise and tutor this orphan girl um and uh she goes for it so her brother, fucking played by this uh, Finn, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Finn Wolfhard? Yeah, as in Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Um, he plays the older brother and he comes home from boarding school because he gets expelled for fighting or some shit. So he's mm-hmm. a fucking weirdo and he's a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, like he's a legit piece of shit. So, so, so it's like Babadook and Jace, where it's like no, a, not even a kid who's like the worst. Not even a Babadook and Jace, because like there's fucking ghosts in this mansion. <laughs> there's, oh, okay. Because it's like a a mystery, like who done it kind of thing. Because it's like, oh, well, uh, what happened here, and why is this ghost here? Who died here, and, wh- and what happened to your previous natty? Oh, we found out that she died here, and but who killed her and so they kind of have to unravel the, uh, she has to unravel this mystery of what's going on because mm-hmm. she thinks she's going crazy but again the the acting was decent uh, Mackenzie David did, uh, Davis did a good job Finn Wolfhard is very hateable and uh, well like hateable in like the way he's supposed to be or yeah, is it just like no, is it cuz he's we've seen him so many fucking times a, already a little bit of both honestly <laughs> but like it, his character is supposed to be you know that much of an asshole so okay, um, he okay. plays a good asshole legit yeah it was uh it was decent right it would have been a passable kind of movie if mm-hmm. the ending wasn't so fucking stupid so okay. it's uh it's very vague. They kind of let the audience interpret what happens because it looks like one thing's gonna happen, then all of a sudden she wakes up, kind of wakes up, I guess, and uh, and realizes, oh no, that never really happened. So oh, is it one of those like maybe it was a dream, but they couldn't like cement it, like they couldn't be like yeah, because yeah. she thinks she's going crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, okay, yeah, so it plays on that, but it's very disappointing, being that it, it got to a point where it became kind of you know watchable but yeah no it was um it was forgettable so like i can already tell it's like a stay away from it oh yeah don't even bother watching it honestly okay. like don't it's not even worth it i'm, is I'm, it, I'm just is really it like an it original movie or is it like so it's is it a um, reboot or what is it it's based on that uh story the turning of the screw okay right which is um if i can remember bits and pieces it's uh all right so some dude um uh inherits his like niece and nephew right some rich guy mm-hmm. or whatever and then he has to hire like a nanny or some shit and and then some mystery happens or something or other i, I kind of forget i read up a little bit on it before watching the movie just to get myself like familiar with the story mm-hmm. um, but the story itself is supposed to be very vague in terms of ending 
Um, okay, which, so which so explains like, the movie. Yeah, yeah. So they adapted even that part of it. Yeah, but okay. it's like, come on, give me a fucking story. You know, right? Don't right. make me try and decipher what happened after you give me all this fucking shit on the screen. You know, after you bombard mm-hmm. me with imagery and just bullshit, which obviously turns out to be just nothing for about an hour and a half, and you just leave me with a fucking ending where I'm like, all right, let me just go home and you know watch a good movie you know mm-hmm. um but it was not good it sucks that um that uh, the actors were involved in such a project because it seems like they had um a good thing going they gave it their best you know what i mean so the actors were decent i can't really blame the acting or anything like that it's just the story kind of like it gets you to a point where like, okay it's getting decent and then it kind of sucks out all that kind of you know decentness um in one swoop and leaves you kind of empty you know but um enough about that let's talk about something <laughs> fucking cool man so right. uh you finally saw dracula right yeah yeah we're gonna do a full spoiler breakdown of uh netflix's dracula yeah because because i finally finished uh the other two episodes or i i guess like if you know because they're like 90 minutes each so like this one each one's a little movie you know, yes. and this is like a trilogy, like a movie trilogy that ends. So, like, I mean, it says season one, but I don't know what they're doing with that. It's right? funny how how quickly we absorb the trilogy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're right. Like, it's, it's true. It is. They are mini movies, but the way you do um, view them, I guess, it seems like a show still. You yeah, know? it doesn't yeah. have that movie finality to it you know what i mean yeah like we didn't you know we didn't get that first one and then maybe like a a, a season two or like a part two in like a couple of months and then like a the final part there was no it's all just all at once you know so now i'm like because it says season one i'm like what you know first of all what would they even do right like just what would they even do with the season two and second of all like I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I got a full thing out of this. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> right. So, all right, cool. So, since you saw it, let's break it down Word. for the people. Episode one, as I mentioned before, is probably the gnarliest in terms of uh, visuals, right? Yeah. Um, we get uh, the guy coming out of the wolf, right? Dracula pretty much embodies, um, you know, a wolf. And then. Yeah, goes- it's. It's basically like the closest to the classic story. Yes. You know, you're like you're like in the 1800s Transylvania, Jace. You know, he's in this crazy castle that's like a, a, a permanent infinite maze. And like, you know, he's slowly eating away at a guy. And like, it's, it's pretty gnarly because then you get like the vampire baby. You get the, the you know, him coming out of the wolf, like you said. Uh, and then you get the reveal that he's been eating this guy the whole time and the guy didn't realize it. Like it, Which is great. Yeah, it's a cool – like that was a cool way of storytelling. That's why I was like this feels like a, a whole experience because you get – you know, you get this story through this guy's perspective and then you find out his perspective is fucked the whole time. Yeah. And, and like, you know, and he's like, I love Dracula and like it's so – and then, and then, of course, then you get the pop off at the end when you get the Dracula action. Yeah, dude, but that was great though. Uh, you brought up a good point. The 
that uh, book that he's his memoirs he supposedly wrote about his whole um, encounter, and it just yeah. it's just him praising Dracula. How fucking yeah. great was that? And uh, also that baby thing, pretty much. It's uh, he was feeding his brides, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was pretty gnarly. That he kept um, his brides locked up in like these boxes. And then he would just feed him different shit. Um, yeah, and then like his his brides were strange too, because it's like uh, it, it wasn't like the conventional type of yes, brides. It, it was... wasn't your Bram Stoker like visually, um, well, not even Bram Stoker, just the Coppola version of Dracula. Yeah, um, but where you get like you know Monica Bellucci, you know, and you get um, other like very sultry looking vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, who are his brides here his brides are just different people that he can absorb knowledge from because the, they did something very smart and very great where the blood has lives as they say right um, in the mm-hmm. show so every time he he sucks on somebody's blood he absorbs their knowledge their language you know like their native tongue their memories which I think is absolutely genius which could like you know if they wanted to you know do a whole show of that shit you know mm-hmm. um and uh we see how his um in episode one when he first meets uh when he first meets harker his uh his english was terrible right but mm-hmm. then like slowly um his english became better right because he's fucking yes. feeding off harker um so his english became better and better and you know he became younger and younger and it, it was so great how throughout the whole entire show or trilogy or movies or whatever, they use this uh, Blood is Lives thing um, to a very good advantage, especially in episode two. Yes. Um, where we see Dracula on the uh, Demeter boat, right, going to mm-hmm. England and shit. And he kind of – it was so great how he uh, – what was it? He pretended to be somebody else, right? And then he – Yeah, he's like he's like infiltrating the ship for yeah. people. And then he just, – Just because. Like yeah. it was one of those things. He, he just did it just because. And it's so great too because he had pick, handpicked everybody on that boat. Yes. Um, because of who they were and what they – had in their blood you know the knowledge that they would have sort of he had a scientist on there he had some uh like a rich duchess on there some older lady from germany on there but Mm -hmm. everybody had a purpose for him um and uh and that was absolutely great how he just kind of played them all um he was using every single one of them just so he can uh be acquainted to the new world and and be uh sophisticated enough to kind of blend in with everybody else which i thought was very dracula-esque um it was it's a good first episode it's a it's a solid second episode and the tone it uh differs like in the first episode you get some action especially as you were saying um at the end of the first episode you get this crazy fucking face peeling um, scene at where uh, uh, Dracula pretends to be Harker, right? And then yes. he he rips his face off to get to fucking Van Helsing, which she's fantastic. Um, and uh, it was just so fucking great to see something like that on screen. Um, it was all practical, which was great. Um, I highly appreciate the practical like effects that they used. They knew what they were doing, and they, and, and they put they poured a good budget into the the special effects. You can definitely tell 
They spared no, yeah, they spared no expense. Good looking blood. Yeah. Like that's like, they made sure like out of all the things that, you the, know, to yeah, nail. Yeah. The blood was, uh, it was, uh, it was shiny. It was thick. You know, it was, uh, it looked good on every moment. Like you're absolutely right. That's a great point. The blood looked great. The, the gore looked great. Like every kill that he did looked, looked great. Um, the, the scar that they would get looked kind of gnarly. It was like a fucking yeah. It was like infected. Like yeah. it wasn't the the typical like your two tooth bite mark. Yeah, exactly. Was like the- it wasn't just the two dots, which makes sense because you can't suck blood just from two dots because right. that just means that the fangs have straws in them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so like the the scar was super gnarly. It was great how as Dracula evolved, right? Um, he would look more elegant and more charming but then his nails would still be fucking dank and just like mm-hmm. monstrous nails how the nails themselves are the only things that can actually pierce his skin besides a wooden stake right that was great um, yeah and then really and then episode three it kind of slows down a bit uh yes telling like it's you're right like all of a sudden it's then it started to focus on like character work yes and like where you know you you kind of miss out on it in part two, you know you you know because you get in the first one with him and Van Helsing, and then in part two it's kind of focused on all the other people on the boat. Yes, and then and then part three it's back to them again. So I you know that's why it feels that that's why it feels incomplete. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I I love the ending of the show. We'll get to that in a bit, but I wish they would have put. What seems like fluff, right? The first half of like episode three feels like fluff. Yeah. Um, so Dracula, um, after episode two, he's uh, on the boat, the, the Demeter boat. It goes down, it sinks, right? So he is sleeping in one of his uh, grave caskets things for like 123 years, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's cool. That transition of him walking in the sea and walking out and just like – noticing a helicopter and going oh look at that you know you're flying now you know uh that was awesome um it didn't um phase him a bit which is weird um i wish um they would have elongated the show because you could have definitely had some good stories with him kind of experiencing the new yeah, world, like you know, figuring out technology, modern technology and shit, you know, because his whole thing is like, I've seen a camera and I'm like, mm. yeah, cool. I was. Yeah. Yeah. That was very weird because I'm like, you've been underwater for 123 years and the people on the boat, you know, they weren't photographers, but I get you've seen a camera, but I don't. That was a bit odd how he just adapted super quick to that stuff. Yeah, um, and like the gun and all that, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah it's it, you were you're right. It's it's to move it along, but then it's like to what you know you get to you get to the thing with him and you know the I guess the reincarnated version of Harker, you know, and like that that kind of doesn't go anywhere either. Yeah, that was disappointing too because I, th- I thought he was using you know his you know his crush. To get at him eventually. Yeah, no, that went nowhere. Like that was more to like develop Dracula's like love story. Yeah, pretty much. You know, um, he was just there because he was in the same uh, vicinity as Van Helsing, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like it's slow. It's slow. Um. It's slow in a, to a point where like they start giving you. They turn into a drama, right? It turns into a drama yeah. pretty much. And and you know what though, like that's not bad if you wanted to just 
keep giving me story, right? But no, like mm-hmm. you just throw this story at me, right? This development. And then you kind of take it away a little bit and you go back to what really worked, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and but yeah. you're right. That's why it feels incomplete because you it, it rushes through all of that. Stuff. Yeah. And honestly, like I wouldn't have minded a longer show or even a one season and then not ending the thing, you know? Like, because right. it would have been great if, like, the first season focused on, like, the first two movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then at the end, you get him sinking, right? And then all of a sudden in season two, he wakes up 123 years later. And then you get into season two where it's more character development stuff. And you get to kind of be able to successfully execute that kind of character development because you're starting a new season you know Mm -hmm. you're not doing an episode three or a a third movie where now you feel like slowing everything down and getting into van helsing more because now the reincarnation of van helsing um is a a doctor or a professor or something like that and she's dying of cancer Right. Um, which. Yeah. That reveal is kind of lame because, uh, yeah. you know, when she when she pops up at the end of that second episode, I was like, oh, shit. So she, you know, because she was vampiric in the other one. Yes, dude. So, I, so I was I like, totally, so she was, she's yes. been waiting for him this whole time. Yes, okay. dude. I totally fucking popped because I was like, holy shit. You know, like she learned how to like survive with this fucking vampiric blood in her. And now yeah. she's back for revenge. You know, like she has her like a whole kind of foundation behind her because you know she's fucking van helsing but it just turns out to be um what the great great niece or great great granddaughter or something right yeah Um, which is like oh okay i get it but it would have been nice to you see that would have worked if you would have gone through her story like how did you know she develop this knowledge of vampires and where he was you know yeah is it like they just kept passing it down the family like it was never like quite explained to that end which again like you know a second season or even a fourth episode would have suited um like to give some development to that because you quickly get this character and then you know she has cancer right um and and then you don't get much of it and it sucks because the first two episodes you get the other incarnation of agatha Mm -hmm. van helsing um and you know this is awesome like nun character which is like a great fucking character period like just her mannerisms and the way she talks and just how she commands the like every scene is just awesome um i had a lot of fun watching her character interact with dracula uh and you know it was great too how the whole thing uh she didn't know she she was bitten until she realized like holy shit like what's going on here right that was great i thought that was a cool little reveal too but yeah um it was a good show um i highly recommend it the ending though we um let's talk about the ending and super spoilers so so it all it all like it feels rushed but they it feels like they they needed to get that last bit in there and it's worth it though like that's the thing like because then you get the payoff with uh what's her name i i forget her name but you know because she's like dead oh dude she's conscious yes like okay so this drama right where dracula falls in love with this girl named lucy right which in in bram stoker's version um in the movie version that in, in coppa's version that's the uh, Amina's best friend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, she gets cremated, right? And one thing Dracula told, had told her, because Dracula had fed her and he, he was kind of grooming her to kind of be a vampire. 
uh, which I thought was really dope. And they could have done more with that too. But like he told her, you know, like being cremated is probably the, the worst thing you can do because you can feel everything. And that's exactly what happened, which, which like I was confused as to who decided how she was dying, you know, like why not bury her? Like it was really weird. Like I guess her parents decided to just cremate her. Um, so, you know, being a vampire, and getting cremated you come out looking like a fucking you know piece of fried chicken yeah you know and and like the whole thing's crazy because she's conscious the whole time yeah and she feels everything yeah and it's you know i i guess it's one of those little details where it's like we're we're not supposed to think about it because it's all you know at that point it's just moving all towards the end yeah like stuff just starts happening you know like he you know she She's like, I'm, uh, or Zoe, I, I remember, I think that's her name, right? Zoe Van Helsing or something like that. Yeah, Zoe, yeah. Yeah, then she's like, oh, I'm dying. And I'm like, oh, well, that, you know, cool. I guess, like, it went that fast. Yeah, you because, like, well, you know what, though? Like, like I kind of knew her blood was kind of, you know, there was something wrong with her. Being that mm-hmm. when, remember when he met her in the sewer? Um, right. He bit her and, like, automatically kind of, like, Oh, yeah, no, up. that's... That's why he throws up because you know it's but, dead blood, you know. Yeah, and they don't really explain it either. They're just like she's she has cancer, and it's not like you know it, it's like a they don't say what kind or anything like that. It's yeah, just like, oh, it, and it's, then she's dying, like, and then she's dying at the end. You know, it's like okay, I, I guess like yeah, I they know. they quickly rush it, and it's a shame. Like I said, it's a shame because like the characters aren't bad. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. It's none of the characters work like. Even the weakest character, this Harker kid, right? This Harker, mm-hmm. like, uh, re-imaging this younger dude who was Lucy's kind of uh, – who had a crush on Lucy, right? Like, he could have been interesting too if you had explained his backstory because he worked with Van Helsing. So that alone, like, ties him to this whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. which I didn't expect that to happen. Uh, but he's uh, – like, the characters needed more time to kind of tell their story. And I think yeah. – I think you could have gotten a lot. Like each character, honestly, could have had their episode. Um, that's why I think a longer run show um, would have been worth it. Yeah, or even like even if you wanted to have like a tight ending, like maybe a mini series, because Netflix does mini series. Like they do, like just little batches of episodes. Yeah, six episodes would have been perfect. Yeah, five six, six episodes. Episode yeah. yeah, you know, just give me. Yeah, you're right. Give me like give me double this. Double this. Yeah, because you can do three and four and have this kind of character build up. When in five, you have this crazy conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. Where, um, you know, we find out he he's going after Lucy because Lucy, you know, you know, doesn't fear death. You know, she says, fuck this dude. Um, and he is enthralled and totally captivated by the fact that she kind of doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, like, um, yeah. it's it's a good ending. It's just like it got there too quickly. Yeah, and the and the stuff it kind of glances over. It's like uh, you know, it, it's hard to care, you know. But it, you're right. It's it's confusing, but it's definitely worth the watch. Like if you're if you're looking for horror stuff on Netflix, definitely. Yeah, and uh, that ending too, man. I was I was satisfied with that. Yeah. Uh, some people would, you know, like I said before. I've told it's you, the pacing. It's, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. Yeah. And then the absolute ending ending uh, is very polarizing, in my opinion. Like, you either like love it or hate it because he decides to kind of say, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm ready to 
kind of die, you know? Yeah, like, he, he decides to die because she's dying, but it's it's a quick connection, you know? And it's, you know, even though he's he's had a thing for Agatha Van Helsing, he's just like, okay, I'm dying because this Van Helsing's dying. But then it's like he senses the older one's blood in her, and, like, maybe that's it, you know, because he's dying with that. I don't know. But But, but also, like, I like how they kind of break down the myth of uh, all his weaknesses. Right. Um, How it's just all in his head, (laughs) you know, like, so he can legit fucking go in sunlight and nothing's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's what makes it good. Yeah. Yeah. That was really kind of like, holy shit. That was dope. And uh, how he was saying too, how he hates crosses because everyone he drank blood from just hated religion and shit. That was pretty dope too. Yeah, like it's it's a unique take on vampires and Dracula, and it's 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 fun. It's worthwhile, definitely. Yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Um, it it goes faster than you'd imagine, especially the first two episodes. Man, they fly mm-hmm. by. They um, do because the stories are so tight. Um, and just the guy playing Dracula is some like Danish actor. Who I've never heard of before, but he did a fantastic job. It was fucking Absolutely. super charming. But yeah, it's uh, it's gotten to the point, Tex, where I keep thinking, what kind of uh, vampire movies do you like, dude? Like, what have you seen? Have you seen any vampire movies recently? Uh, yes. Okay, so there's there's the classic one. Well, first, let's get the Simpsons out of the way. Yeah, fucking uh, Treehouse of Horror three, where they did one uh, based on Dracula. With uh, Mr. Burns as fucking Dracula. Oh, that's great. Which, yep. Yeah, and, and then they're all vampires at the end, and then it's it's good. That's a fun one. But nice. no, um, uh, James Carpenter. Uh, yeah, fucking, fucking, oh, James Carpenter. John Carpenter's vampires, John Carpenter, right? Yeah, because well, James Woods. Well, it is James Woods, yeah. Woods, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I, we were texting back and forth, and I accidentally put Lames Woods. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> and I was like, wait like, a minute, you know what? I'm not going to correct that. I was like, that works. You know it's fine. Because James Woods as a person, and, you know, and as an actor, you know what though? Like I've the- always had a very bad taste in my mouth when I see James Woods because of his character in The Specialist. You remember that yeah. movie with Sylvester Stallone and Sharon Stone? Yeah, right. Yeah, he was a fucking dirtbag in that movie. Ever since then, I'm like, oh no. It's like it's the same feeling I get when I see Harvey Keitel. You know, just like oh. Yeah, where yeah. it's like it, it sucks because they play one they play one guy so well, and you're like, Ugh, I, I know, you. It's like, oh god, dude, <laughs> like you you hate the actor, like you know when you're supposed to, but James Woods deserves it. He's done a lot of best. Yeah, he so. he wasn't he wasn't too bad in vampires, you know. He he was you know he reminded me of like a Nick Cage character, right? Yeah, like th- it's that's proto Nick Cage. Yeah, like, it, it's definitely like a you know a, a role Nick Cage would have now, and like it is it definitely doesn't hold up let me just say that straight out um it was it was the movie i saw on showtime it was my first vampire movie it's the first vampire thing i've ever seen it was totally by accident because you know scrolling through showtime mad late and fucking you know those ratings man hey man (laughs) tvma baby Hell yeah, once I saw that shit, and then it had the little... May contain brief nudity, and you're just yeah. waiting for that brief nudity portion, right? <laughs> yeah. so, so I ended up watching that movie, and oh, like, high school. I, re- I remember loving that shit as a kid, but then like watching it now, I'm like, ooh, it's mad rough, dude. Dude, you uh, know, um, that brings me up, uh, 
because there's an age gap between us. And that reminds me of, of, of the same thing when I used to like everybody had a hot box back in the day. So we all, we all had, yeah. everybody had a legal table pretty much. So yeah. it reminds me of uh, we had all the pay-per-view channels. Right. So, dude, right. when Dust Till Dawn came on, I had the same thing because I think that was that's the first one that I can really remember. Uh, of being enthralled by like these vampires because i can't remember anything before that like obviously um i'm just trying to remember if i saw lost boys before i saw dust till dawn um yeah i didn't see lost boys till like way later no. i think like when i when i actually started watching movies as yeah. like a person who watches movies you know like y- you get it where it's like I- i'm gonna start paying attention to these things now instead of just like kind of watching them like you know in the living room or whatever and uh yeah that was one of the first ones and lost boys holds up though lost boys does hold up like legit it was it's a solid movie all around great characters great story too it has a great little uh little twist there where you think that fucking akiva sutherland's character is like the you know the the main bad guy you get the Mm -hmm. fucking this uh this guy over here trying to take over my mom you know what i mean (laughs) um but uh that was a good movie man uh yeah and uh how about uh what do you think about buffy so i like the movie more than uh, i like the show yeah i know you mentioned you weren't a fan of the joss whedon show yeah i i think it was like it was right before my time when i started watching t like i watched tv but like i was i was still watching like cartoons and power rangers and shit yeah for like a long ass time and yeah that was like right before i i started paying attention to that shit yeah I like the movie as well. Uh, Rucker Howard was awesome in it. Hell yeah. Rest in peace, Rucker Howard. R.I.P. Um, but I also, I was a big fan of the show. Um, it was right about the time where I was, uh, had to be like seventh, eighth grade, like into high school and shit. And then, you know, every Monday night on like Channel 11, you would watch Buffy. And then after Buffy, you would go over and watch fucking Monday Night Raw, you know, because Buffy nice. was always at eight o'clock, you know. Because it was Buffy and then they'd give like either Roswell like Angel or some shit. I'm like, I think I can miss Angel. But um, it was – I was a fan. But it doesn't hold up. It definitely doesn't hold up. I tried watching it again um, years later and I, I just couldn't sit through it, you know? Yeah, um, same here, dude. I yeah. tried to watch it for the first time and I, I watched no, like two episodes. It's, it's so stiff. No, it's definitely a sign of the times. It does yeah. like guys kind of show – Hundred percent. Um. It. Yeah. It's the characters don't hold up. The whole high school experiences doesn't hold up well at all. Um. The characters themselves are very dated. Um. I think Giles is the only one that holds up honestly because of of his character. Uh. Because he has to be this, uh, like all knowing librarian character. So I think his character mm-hmm. is the only one that kind of still feels you know genuine when you watch it. But everybody else is like, ugh. It's cringing, you know? Yeah, uh, like, at least with the movie, like, they play into that. You know, it's 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 playing into that she's, that she's, like, a high school fucking, you know, vampire killer. And, yeah, no, you know, exactly. No, but, like, in the show, that they get to that point, too, you know? Okay. But, again, like, it's it's definitely not something you would want to, like, oh, I'm going to go watch Buffy. It's like saying, hell, I'm going to go watch fucking Xena and Hercules, you know? Like, right. it's, uh, it's just you can't. 
Like you, you want to be like, oh yeah, Xena sweet. I'm gonna go watch Xena, you know. And they're like, oh, like damn, <laughs> absolutely. It's like it was, no, let me change this real quick, you know. Yeah, it, it's like what I said about like watching movies, like because there's a point when you watch TV where it's like you you choose some shows to actually pay attention to, correct? Versus versus the ones that are just on that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, and yeah, and Buffy was one of those probably, like like Xena and Hercules. It was just like part of the afternoon evening. Lineup, you know. Yeah, dude. You know what though? On Saturday nights, man, Hercules and Xena lineup. As, as a little kid, dude, you, you had no fucking plans. Like, I'm not gonna go out anywhere. Yeah, it's we're like, in, fuck it. Yeah. Enjoy some Kevin Sorbo and fucking Lucy Lawless, right? Ah, oh, Lucy Lawless. I yep. know. Yep. Holds up. Like a champ. Holds up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, another one of my favorite like vampire movies has to be the Blade franchise. Well, like only Blade one and two. Blade yeah, 3 was, was very like, forgettable. It was like when you say franchise, you have to like be careful. No, you know? no, this is what this is what brings me to a point. We'll come back to Blade, but it brings me to a point where there is really no good vampire franchise. You know? Yeah. Like I've gone through it. Blade had a good thing going, but then part three came out and it kind of crushed it completely. Because part two was fucking awesome. The thanks uh Guillermo del Toro. Um, and mm-hmm. part one was great because of Deacon Frost. Freaking, that's Stephen Dorff's best character ever. He's never going to top that ever. But the Blade fr- uh, fr- trilogy, franchise, or sequels. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> you, can, you can call them sequels. I mean, it's a trilogy. So, like, yeah. the Blade movies were awesome, <laughs> obviously. They um, had good vampires. I, I like the look they of do, the vampires. They do have good good vampires. Yeah. Like, and it, it's good vampire action. Yes. Know, in terms of like, you know, what you actually get and what kind of abilities they have and stuff like that, you know? Yes, absolutely. Especially in part two, because mm-hmm. of Del Toro, you know, you get more in depth with like this vampire clan and they have different like, you know, yeah, like you, you said, get the like, lore. Yeah, yeah, you get the vampire lore and different um, <laughs> it's like, powers uh, and it's, shit. It's like Underworld to Jace, just like not terrible. Yeah, yeah, well, which is another franchise which you can't really call a good <laughs> franchise, right? Because it kind of – part one was cool, right? Yeah, you got yeah, it. But then like I, I didn't – I don't even know if part one is good. You know, It's one of those movies. No, no, it wasn't good. It was cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was different, right? It was cool. Yeah, you know, it was 100%. It, it, like – you know, it was dark. It, you had you had fucking Kate Beckinsale and fucking leather. You know, right. you had Scott Speedman as this like silver gray looking weird wolf vampire thing. It was cool, you know. But right. I, I don't think I needed a part two or three or even four. Right? It was four. Oh shit! Right? It was, no, it was five, dude. Oh, it they was did. one too many, right? Yeah, they did. They did five. Ouch. I, I remember, yeah, they did fucking five of them. I dude. definitely because uh, they did they did one prequel, which was like the fourth one. Oh, that's the Lycan one, right? Yes, where they did like the war that started it all or whatever. That's a, and then, that movie sucked. Yeah, and then part five was her coming back, and that was their big fucking thing. That was their big advertisement for part five. Is oh, that Kate Beckinsale's back. That's right. You guys can and check part, out that review. Um, we yeah. got it up on, uh, <laughs> on the Court Sheet website. Yo, up that there. was one of the early ones you did, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. man. Oh, man. So, like, yeah. let's see. We got Underworld, right? And then there's Underworld Awakening, right? Then there's an Underworld Evolution. Yeah, that's the one where her and the vampire do, or her and the werewolf dude have like a kid. That's like a, or no, it's not their kid, but it's like a hybrid kid. It's like a werewolf vampire kid 
<laughs> oh yeah, know. that's that one. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it's so okay. Okay, so it's Underworld, Underworld Evolution, right? And then there's mm-hmm. the Rise of the Lycans. Yes, that's and then there's one. the Awakening, and then there's Blood Wars, and they're all very forgettable, honestly. And and they all kind of mesh together because it's the same tone, the same color tone, like every single movie. Yeah, and it's very like, oh, I'm gonna go to sleep now, you know. Yeah, it's that it's that music video aesthetic that worked well, like it worked okay in the first one because we didn't see it yet. Yeah, and then and then part two was like, okay. <laughs> oh, dude, you know what they tried to make into that franchise was uh, mm-hmm. with with um, uh, Lestat, right? Oh yeah, with the interview with the vampire. I think it started with that, right? Yeah, which you're is right. one of the best ones out there, honestly. Dude, you have fucking Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. Like, come on. I mean, come on, Shelley. Yeah, it is kind of like uh, it, it's it's definitely. I know when you think of vampire movies in terms of acting, then that one's one of the top ones. Yeah, dude, and you have yeah, a very awesome Antonio Banderas too, right? Yeah, because it, it's a different kind of vampire movie too. You know, it's very like, it's very like in your head. Like yeah, watching, but, but watching you know what, these though? guys bounce off each other. But it's not yeah. boring either. Yeah, that's yeah. Which exactly. is which is great because you would think a movie like that, like if you look back to it, it has the elements to be a boring movie if it wasn't Absolutely. executed well. But Absolutely. because it's Tom Cruise and fucking Brad Pitt, like they own every single scene, you know. And you know, it, I think. They always tried to kind of outdo each other, and Tom Cruise always outdid Brad Pitt. Um, oh, absolutely! In every scene, and um, he ate that motherfucker, dude, just like completely. And uh, you have also what you have Christian Slater as a as a guy who's interviewing Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, Kirsten Dunst in the movie, and Tony Banderas. You have a great fucking cast. Who directed that movie? Oh shit! I don't even know, man. Damn! Hold on, I gotta fucking find out. Yeah, while you look it up, I'll talk about another one that I'm one? just remembering right now: Vampire in Brooklyn, dude. Dude, <laughs> I was gonna watch that the other day with my wife, right? But then uh-huh. I saw the cover, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? No." Oh, dude, it is. I I recently rewatched it again, like maybe I think like no, two years ago. And it it definitely does not hold. Dude, up. it was bad back then. Yeah, it I remember. Was I rented it with um. I rented it at a blockbuster yeah. with Jumanji, and uh, and I also bought the Jumanji board game as well when the, the yeah. time it came out. I believe was it around the same time. What or, year is it? Or was it correct? <laughs> I don't know, but I definitely rented Vampire in Brooklyn, and I was very disappointed. Oh no, I think I rented it the same day I rented Resident Evil, um, some shit like that. But it was it was very disappointing. It sucked. It was terrible. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see. Interview with the vampire. Neil Jordan. Who the hell's Neil Jordan? <laughs> did he do anything else? Absolutely not. Probably. Oh, he did uh, uh, nothing really of uh, Byzantium, Greta. Yeah. Yeah. Another good one, though, was um, 30 Days a Night. Dude, that's my favorite, honestly. It's, yeah, in terms of like, you know, going back to Blade and talking about like the action, in terms of like the, the, the vampire action stuff, it, has, it also has the coolest looking ones, I think. Yeah. Um, Josh Hartnett's best movie. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, uh, well, no. dude, he was surprisingly good in that movie. No, I, I think I liked him better in uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights. 40 Days. I don't think I watched that one. 
that's the one where he's like he gives up fucking <laughs> he gives up masturbating. Oh, or he gives up sex yeah, for no, like. I'm gonna have days. to. I'm gonna have to disagree on that. Dude, I, uh, I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for that movie. That and Hollywood Homicide. He was good in um in fucking and faculty. Oh yeah, he was good in faculty. He was good in what is it? I think it was. He was like some kind of detective in this weird looking movie called I think it's Bang Jeru or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, but. You know what? Yeah, thirty days a night. I'll give it to him, uh, dude. I'll, I'll say that's his dude. Best one. He was good, dude. He was good, he as, was especially good. when he when he became a vampire at the end when he was dying. When he yeah. knew, you know, at the sun, dude. Like that. That was a good movie, and it was a fucking the thriller. It was suspenseful, tension. Um, these vampires didn't give a fuck. Um, and the only I'll, thing though, yeah. me watching it, it's uh. Yeah, it's the it's the weird personality it gives them. I think I think that messes with it too much. What do you mean? Like, okay, so uh, you know, first they're like super killers. They're just animals. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and then like as they kill, you start seeing them like it's kind of like Dracula Jace, right? Where they're like, yeah, they're starting to show a little more personality, a little more smarts. But you know what though, like. It looks like it's um because it's a clan, right? So yeah, it, they had their leader, you know, and uh, they have some other, you know, like like soldier vampires, and and and, and they look like they have ranks, right? Yeah, um, and but no, I mean, like then you get some of them talking, then you get that little girl vampire, you know, who's like playing around, and but then, like was she made into a vampire? Yeah, so the the little girl vampire I'm talking about, she's got like ribbons in her hair and like all cleaned up and shit, and she's like, um, "Oh, I want to play with you next" or some shit like that. Oh. And I'm just like, "Oh, you know, you know what I mean?" I like, don't remember that. Okay, so I guess because it's based off a comic book, it, it it adds that little personality stuff. Yeah, in. that's odd though, being that like. Yeah. The other vampires don't talk any real, like, dialect. Yeah. And then, like, one of their friends is bitten, and then he, like, he's giving a whole speech about how he's, like, he wants to die and stuff. Oh, and, yeah, that's uh, that guy. Yeah, who you Who plays know what Deathstroke, I mean? right? Um, yeah. Fucking, um... Uh, he was in Spartacus, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was good uh, in Spartacus in that second season. At first, he was a fucking dickhead, but then he actually had to, like take over that fucking role dude because like the first spartacus they cast he died of cancer which sucked yeah it was it was fucking rough dude yeah and then they had to film it with a different spartacus which it took some time to get used to it but then like you know i got used to it but then uh crixus took over and he was like the main guy which was pretty dope because he he got better as the show went along Mm -hmm. it was a decent show a lot of nudity guys (laughs) <laughs> a lot of nudity in Spartacus, like men, <laughs> women, and like animals, like a lot of nudity. Um, yeah. But it was but, a decent show, a lot of blood. It was cool. But yeah, like that's the stuff I didn't remember, like you, like you right now. Like I rewatched it uh, earlier before this recording, and that's what I was like. I don't remember this. I don't yeah, remember these I don't remember that little girl quirks. because uh, the main bad guy he definitely didn't talk any English whatsoever. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, and that's why that stood out. Like. It stood out in a weird way, you know. Yeah, I have to rewatch that. That's weird, but I think, yeah. but I think I remember that scene. That's the scene where they're in, like in the supermarket, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, but I think that's that's one of the humans that got turned because. Well, either way, it's still weird, you know. Because what I mean? like then, we, parameters have to be set, right? Like, yes. Are yes. they 
are the original one like are the originals like after you get bitten you're not like an original like I, I don't think you lose your voice or anything like that or your way of talking it looks like the clan is specifically like they talk a different thing because i don't remember any of the main guys ever communicating with real, with real words yeah yeah exactly they're, they're it's all animal noises and stuff which it's is very, super cool yeah it's very yeah. feral it's great and like their nails and their teeth are great like they did a good job of adapting the way they look in the comic book um, because that comic book, like they looked the same way. That was very streamlined, very like they were very sharp angles, you know. Yeah. Um, and they like look, there's yeah there's uh sorry there's there's one like oh there was always one promotional image of like this bald guy. Yes. And yeah. He, he, and every time he pops up in the movie, I'm like ah this is perfect. yes yeah. exactly like you know it's the imagery is very in my opinion as a comic book reader um back in the day it was very iconic you know because when you saw like you said, when you saw that kind of art, all right, mm-hmm. um, and and that bald vampire, you knew that the Thirty Days a Night. I forgot what the what the writer, the author um, of uh, of that movie. I mean, of the of that story is called. Remember the guy's mm-hmm. name? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Neil Sum, maybe or shit. Yeah, shout outs. You know, yeah, that's what we'll cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, dude, uh, it was. That's one of my favorite vampire movies, um, along with Interview with the Vampire. And uh, um, another one that I really enjoyed was uh, Let the Right One In. Uh, I'm not sure if yeah. you've seen the version that came from Norway. No, no. Yeah, I've seen both of them. Yeah. And I I like them both uh, for different reasons. Yeah, I agree. Um it's a good movie, man. It's They're a really, really good movie. They're both really solid. Yeah. yeah. I just recently saw the... I rewatched, I should say, on TV. Uh, they were giving the remake, right, with with um, Chloe Grace Moritz and and, and Cody Smith McPhee mm-hmm. or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was good. It was good. They did a good job of kind of staying true to the original while still kind of putting that that American flair on it. You know what I mean? But in the Norwegian version, it's very. It's very winter, you know. It's very uh, dark and cold, and the movie feels that same way. Um, and it it feels like the atmosphere in the movie, you know. It's always snowing. It's always kind of dark and it's always cold. It's always like just like oh, she just wants to stay inside. It matches the tone of the movie, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And and I believe in the, in the remake they um they're in like Minnesota or some shit like that um where again it's snowy it's cold when it's winter time uh and they did a good job of 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 telling a different kind of vampire story right because you had this girl who had a what you would call a familiar right so this guy kind of did everything for her because she had him I I don't know how forget how the relationship started i think she she bit him or something but then like it's this relationship where she, this little girl vampire legit it's a little girl right um i don't think she's a teenager or anything at all no no um yeah. and you know she kind of starts a relationship with her neighbor what because they move into this uh apartment complex and they start a, a, a you know a friendship um and they get very i think they fall in love right you can say that 
Yeah, um, it's it's kid love. Yeah, you know, it's kid they, love. But but yeah, but you know she well the vampire um, aspect I think falls in love with this boy, right? Mm-hmm. Because of just how different he is and how just uh, he's a, he's different. You know, he's a different kid. Um, and it's a very good movie from start to finish. Um, it's it's cool how they get back on the bullies as well. You know, like she legit like takes care of business. Which I think is really cool. It's um like what kind of what would you call it? Would you call it um it's not a true Yeah, it's not like it's not like horror. Yeah, it's more of a it's it's honestly like a little it I mean, I guess it's it's kid romance. But you know what though? It's it's a true vampire tale though, because yeah. vampire tales are always a very gothic and very romantic. Um, they have a lot of romanticism in it. Yeah. Not to say romantic, but romanticism in it. Like, you yeah, know, that period of time. It's very, like, it, operatic. Yes, very exactly. Like, um, it's uh, it's very dramatic, you know, very yeah. over-the-top kind of stuff. Um, and that happens in all, all the vampire movies. You see all the vampires are very dramatic. If you go to, like, Deacon Frost um, or, like, the Dracula from, you know, the show we just spoke about, um, mm. the people in Underworld, right? You can... Rucker Howard and Buffy, you know, um, uh, Kiefer Sutherland in Lost Boys, very dramatic. But vampires are just fucking dramatic. Yeah, um, what we do in the shadows. Oh, yeah. What we do in the shadows. <laughs> Both the movie and the show. Season two. Movie. I almost I forgot wait. about that one. I can't wait. Um, that's a great one, too. It's very, um, they're so dramatic. <laughs> Nando yes. the Relentless, because he doesn't <laughs> relent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, that's a uh, that's great. Um, yeah, what we do in the shadows, I think, is also one of my favorites in terms of vampire stuff. Also, you know, it's funny too. Um, the look, the vampire look. There's been different iterations of how they should look. You know, you get you get fangs, you get the long nails. Um, in Dust Till Dawn, you got that transformation where they, you know, where Tom Savini kind of, you know, did the the very what is it? Their brows kind of curl up and yeah, it's like it's like. I don't know, like gremlin-y? Yeah, kinda? like a very like I think they you took the bat portion lo- very, you know, seriously on that yeah, one. Yeah, it looks like you know the, the haunted mask from Goosebumps? Yes. Like yes. that's the exact fucking face. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree hundred percent. But uh like the vampires look very different. Like in Blade Two, you get the vampires that kind of have the open mouth kind of shit, like the Predator. Yeah. Um, which was very dope. Um in Blade One you had the very they're very human-like vampires, like in Deacon Frost and all his cohorts, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they just looked regular, but they, they were pale, but they looked regular, but they had fangs all the time, which was kind of cool. Then, you have the Twilight vampires. Uh, <laughs> and you had the sparkly, you know, diamond-looking vampires, right? Yeah. You had um, the vampires, I can let the right one in, where you didn't know this little girl didn't look like a vampire, you know? Yeah. Um, you had, um, what else? And uh, you, can, mm. you can go on forever. Like, in Fright Night, you had this sexy neighbor oh, vampire yeah. right call it feral hell yeah yeah you can like all these vampire movies you had the ugly vampire in nosferatu right yeah so yeah. It, it's uh it's cool to see the different iterations of vampires the story kind of tries to stay close to what we all know it sucks we haven't really seen anything original in that aspect in a long time yeah I, I, well dracula kind of fits that mold like, yeah, I, I would say but, like it's it's original enough, but they, it is based on a yes. lot of older ideas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I think 
vampire lore itself. Um, oh, there's that one with Luke Evans, right? Right. As uh, well. Uh, Dracula AD oh, or something. Yeah, shit? Dracula Untold. Untold, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was... I, Dark I, Universe, RIP. Yeah, RIP on that thing. <laughs> Goodness, though. Yo, worry, because then, like, we would have had a Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man or some shit. Uh, hey, at least we would have had Russell Crowe, though, right? As fucking Jacqueline Hyde. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, but yeah, like, vampires throughout history, I guess, I guess have to stay close to... The Vlad the Impaler, which I I really want to see that story. I want to see the warlord story, how he yeah. became Count Dracula. You know what I mean? How it got to this point where we're talking about him on a fucking podcast, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's it about vampires. I don't have anything else to cover. It was a nice little conversation, Tex. We want to uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out the social feeds. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud, on Apple podcasts make sure you check out the facebook feed make sure you check out our twitter our course feed blog make sure you check out glenn thank you glenn morowski again for the intro and uh and remember folks it's a scary world out there but uh we're here to walk you through it mm-hmm.